At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a sh. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You listen in the Haney. Listen in the Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Brought to you by HaneyUniversity.com. That is my website. You can go there and find out information about getting golf lessons from me, either at my studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona, which is right near Scottsdale, right near Old Town Scottsdale, or at a new facility that I'm teaching at, which is called The Golf Practice. And it is in, actually it is in Highland Park, Illinois. I've been saying that it's in Deerfield, Illinois, and it's because I grew up in Deerfield, Illinois. And it happens to be this golf practice facility is like right on the border of Highland Park and Deerfield. And I was just informed the other day that, Hank, we're actually in Highland Park. But it's close enough. You're right. You're right there. If you're in that area or you get up to that area, you will find the, the spot if you uh, are in Deerfield or Highland Park. There, there are two towns that border one another. And I'll tell you what, so many great golf courses in the area of the North Shore of Chicago, it is absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, I always knew it was like that, uh, but I guess coming back here now, I, I even realize it even more. Years and years and years, I, I was in, in Texas. 29 years I was in Texas. And the best golf course like seemed like every year rated was uh, Colonial. Was it considered the best golf course in Texas? I'll tell you what, and, and not a knock on Colonial, but but there there might be twenty golf courses within twenty minutes of where I live on the North Shore of Chicago that are as good as uh, as Colonial Country. I mean, it's just, there are so many good golf courses in the Chicago and so many passionate golfers. So I am teaching there at the golf practice, enjoying it. I love the indoor teaching. They have some great track man uh, simulators and launch monitors. And then in Arizona, I use the Foresight launch monitor and, and uh, golf simulator. And it's, it's fantastic. You know, I, I mentioned this the other day on one of the podcasts, I said, you know, I think I underestimated how much the launch monitors and just seeing all the numbers 
help the student. You know, I always thought, well, I don't really need that. I mean, I can see if somebody's swinging too much down on the ball or swinging too much out to the left or out to the right. I mean, I can, I can see that. But it's the students that get the feedback when they see it because as an instructor, you're always telling people to <laughs> do it more, 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 more. I always joke. I said, you're, as an instructor, you're begging for an, an inch and you're looking for a foot. I mean, literally, you're looking for a foot of change. You're begging for an inch. And the, the, the student always says, I thought I did it. I, 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 th- I thought I did it. And <laughs> the great thing about having a launch monitor, having all the numbers that pop up right when you hit a shot is that you can now equate what feel and real actually are. And, and that's one of those statements that Tiger always used to say. So there's a big difference between feel and real. And there definitely is. I mean, you feel like you're doing one thing, but you're really doing, doing something else. And uh, it, it, it comes into play so often, especially with people who have a mistake in terms of the path of their swing or in terms of the uh, angle of approach into the golf ball. Maybe they hit up too much or they hit down too much. The path is, is the big thing because, of course, 90% of the people that play golf slice. I mean, that's a, a, an estimate that I came up with, probably conservative estimate. Meant to be honest with you. And I always say the road to good golf does not go through a slice. You can go from slicing to hooking to good golf. You can go from slicing to hooking to learning to fade it, and then you're at great golf. But you have to you have to fix fix your big miss. And and one of the things that I'm always telling people to do is exaggerate more, exaggerate more, exaggerate more. And they just say, you know, I think I'm doing it. Well, yeah, but the, the numbers the numbers say you aren't. You always try to do the opposite of what you're doing. You, you figure out what it is you're doing. And what, what, whatever mistake you're making, you figure out what you're doing, and you try to do the opposite. The opposite. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some examples of that and why, why that's, that's so important. Because cause what you're trying to do is you're trying to you're trying to meet in the middle. When I say do the opposite, you're trying to to meet in the middle. Like if you take the club inside and you come over the top, you, know, you want to try to feel like you're taking the club more up and then you're coming more under and and making a loop the other way. And if you feel like you're making a loop one way and you try to make the loop the other way, chances are you might be somewhere in between, but you'll be closer to where where you want to be. And and that is how you change your golf swing. I mean, it's, it's, it's really that simple. It's figure out what you're doing, what, figure out what the opposite is of what you're doing, and, and try to do the opposite. It's crazy when, when you know, pe- people send me videos of their swing. Like, I got a video the other day, and the guy says, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm still coming over the top. Well, go through the video. I look at the video. And I, what I do is I, people send me a, a video on their, their uh, iPhone, and I can just kind of take the, my thumb or forefinger and, and you move the bar, and I can just slow motion the swing. And then as I do that, I click pictures off, and I send them back to them. I, I, I do this a lot. This is one of the things I do with, with all my students. I say, send me videos of your swing, and I'll send you a, a, some analysis back of what you need to do more of or less of or 
give you a little little progress report. And I, you know, I don't have that many students. I, I don't I don't teach thousands of people. I, you know, it takes me a while, but I know people appreciate it, and it helps them, and they help they get better. So I have people send me the videos, and I click off little pictures, and I text them. I tell them, I said, I'll get back to you. And this is something I do for all my students. I said, I'll, I'll get back to you. Uh, you know, it, it might not be in five minutes, but I'll get back to you. And, uh, and you'll, I'll give you, you know, a little feedback on, on how you're, you're doing. Because I really want to see people get better. I, I really do. But, but I get this video the other day, and, you know, if, if you looked at the swing and slow motioned it or stopped it, you know, I, I mean... A golf instructor or myself doesn't necessarily need slow motion, but amateurs do. Like they, they don't really know exactly what they're looking at. And I took a picture and I said, she said, well, here's where your backswing is. And then I took a picture of his downswing. And the downswing's like three feet outside of the, the uh, backswing. And like the angle of the shaft is, you know, super flat going back and super steep coming down. And he says, well, I think I'm still coming over it. I mean, you, th- you think you're coming over it? I mean, I mean, you're three feet on top of your backswing and the angle has changed like 45 degrees coming down. Uh, yeah, you're, you're de- maybe more than that, you know, and you're definitely, you're definitely still coming over the top. And then he says, I don't know what, you know, I don't know how to fix it. I'm like, do the opposite. Your downswing is steep and outside or straight down at the ball. So try to take it back that way. And then try to feel like you loop it down to the inside and you feel like you're swinging out. If you're a right-handed player, feel like you're swinging out there to right field. And see if you can make it look different. See if you can make it look different. I mean, that's all you have to do is, is make it look different. And then we'll figure out how to hit it. I mean, because 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 if you make a drastic enough swing, I had this conversation with one of my students the other day. If you make a drastic enough swing change, it may take you a couple minutes. You know, may, maybe maybe five ten minutes. I don't know. It may take you a few minutes to figure out how to hit it from there. Because all of a sudden now you're in such a different place coming into the ball that you've never maybe you've never been there before. Or never been there in, in forever, and, and you can't expect that that all of a sudden you're gonna you're gonna just just hit it good. It just doesn't really work like that because because what people do is they have they have compensations in their swing. And here's an example of that: you take somebody that takes the club back too far to the inside, which is a lot a common mistake that people make. The club gets too far across their chest, their arms get too far across their chest, and the backswing. And then they overcorrect and on the downswing. Action and reaction. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So you, you, you go back flat, you come down steep. And they, they, they now are coming down at too steep of an angle. The angle of the shaft is, is, is coming down straight down into the, into the ground. And if you fully extend your arms and release the club... You're gonna bury the club into the ground. This is this is what a lot of people do. This was one of my students the other day. I mean, actually, more than one of my students the other day. You're gonna bury the club in the ground. So what are you gonna do? You're not gonna keep burying it in the ground. I mean, it's gonna hurt. You're gonna hit terrible shots. So you're you're gonna compensate. Anybody that's a, a, any a half of an athlete is gonna even if you're not an athlete, you're gonna figure out how to compensate. 
because you don't want to pound the ground. So you start raising up. And there's, a, there's, a, there's another mistake you have, see? That's a mistake that you're making in reaction to the other mistake. But one mistake swinging down too much. The next mistake, you got to pull up. You got to pull up to keep from hitting too much ground. Okay, so then all of a sudden, let's say we change our swing and we make a better takeaway and we make a better, better downswing. The plane's better, but we still raise up. Why are we raising up? Because we've created a habit as a way to compensate for what we're doing. And the habit is we pull up. It's, it's, it's no longer out of necessity. See, if you're coming down at a steep angle, I say you're, you're pulling up out of necessity because if you don't, you're going to bury the club in the ground. Now, all of a sudden, you're coming down at a better angle, but you still pull up because you have a habit of pulling up. And then what's going to happen? You're going to top the ball. And I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say, that was much better. And you're going to look at me like I'm absolutely crazy because you just topped the ball. And I then I'm going to explain, well, the reason you topped the ball is because you pulled up. And before you had to pull up because you were coming down too steep, but now you don't have to pull up. So let's try to get it there a couple more times and see if we can start extending the club down to the ground. And, and sure enough, you, you'll get it. You'll get it, you'll get it very fast, but you have to affect the change. You have to try for something different. You can't make the same swing over and over and over and over again. That's what everybody does. People make the same swing over and over and over and again. Like when people come for lesson, though, hit a couple balls, I'll say, let me video, video a little swing. And uh, hit one, and they go, you know, hit one, and it, you know, won't be very good because they're nervous or whatever. And then I'll say, well, you know, go ahead and hit another one. And but the fact of the matter is, is they all look the same. The difference between your good shots and your bad shots, in terms of what your swing looks like, are so slight that there is virtually no way that an amateur golfer can look at their swing at full speed and see any difference. They are all going to look the same. But this pulling up thing is, is an example of what people do in reaction to hitting down too much. And it's, it's not like, you know, you're not lifting your head up. You know, people say, oh, I just lift my head up. I had a guy the other day say that. I had a guy the other day. I was, uh, actually, I was playing pickleball. And the fellow I was playing pickleball with, he starts telling me about his golf game. It's amazing how people do this. I mean, they, they tell me, like, like, seriously. I mean, I've given over 70,000 golf lessons. I've been teaching golf for, for 46 years. I'm in the World Golf Teachers Hall of Fame. I taught the greatest player, arguably, in the history of the game during the most prolific time in his career. And I... Every single time I have people telling me what they think they're doing wrong. I'm like, I don't need any help. Just tell me where your golf ball goes and let me see your miss. What's your miss? And, and, and let me see a swing. As a matter of fact, I didn't have to see a swing. Honestly, I can just see him set up. I can see him waggle the club. I know what their swing's going to be like. I already kind of know what their swing's going to be like based on what the golf ball does. If you give me an accurate description of what the golf ball does, I'll paint a picture for, of what your swing looks like. Because that's the only way your swing could look if you're hitting those particular shots and making that particular impact. Now, I mean, if you're, you're hitting off the toe, if you're hitting too deep into the ground, if you're slicing to the right, I mean, I, I got a pretty good idea what your swing looks like. Uh, I, see, I see you set up. I see you waggle. I know exactly how your swing's going to look. 
So I don't need any help, but but yet people always give me help. They always like they feel like they got to die. Like I, this is what I do wrong. I'm like, this is what you do wrong. And then I then I ask them. I said, what's your handicap? They say I'm a, I'm a 15. I said, how long have you been a 15? Uh, like two, 12 years. I said, oh my, isn't that amazing? I mean, 12 years, you've you, you've had the exact same handicap for 12 years, and for 12 years, you've known exactly what you're doing wrong, but you couldn't fix it. I mean, is there just like a small, just a little minor possibility, just a small percentage of a possibility that maybe you don't know what you're doing wrong? Let me tell you something. People have no earthly idea what they're doing wrong. They know some of the symptoms of their bad swing. But I can tell you for an absolute fact, most people have no earthly idea what they're doing wrong and that's why they don't get better that this that's why they don't get because if you know what you were doing wrong you could fix it or at least have some chance to fix it if you would exaggerate the opposite like i said earlier that's what you have to do what are you doing what's the opposite try to do the opposite try to meet in the middle it's really that simple you're making an inside out loop try to make an outside in loop then take a video of it. Did it look like you did it too much? No, it didn't. It looked, didn't look like you did it enough. It looked better, but it didn't look like you did it enough. Okay, do it more. Take another video. Do it more. D- did it look like you did it enough? No, it didn't. Do it more. 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 Do the opposite of what you're doing. But you don't but but people look they they hang on to things that that that, that don't matter. Well, you know, or th- that are Clearly not the reason. So, so the the fellow I was with the other day, and he's telling me about his swing, and he said he he barely plays, and he's a twenty five handicap or something, and he I don't you know he probably doesn't break a hundred, and 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 he's telling me what he's doing wrong. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, oh this is that this is it, it's comical, and he says I lift I just lift my head up. I'm like, oh my god. When somebody starts with that whole lift their head up thing, that's the first first clue that they have no earthly idea. Because lifting your head up is not a problem that amateur golfers have. I've never heard a golf pro ever tell somebody to keep their head down. In all my years of teaching, this is the most amateur advice that amateurs give other amateurs. And no good amateur gives that advice, by the way. Just these are bad amateurs. Keep your head down. Keep your head down. This guy tells me, he says, I lift my head up. I'm like, what do you do? What do you mean you lift your head up? He said, oh, I lift my head up. Causes me to do this. Causes me to go. Like, like, seriously. I mean, if all you had to do to play good golf was keep your head down, do you really think people would be this bad at golf? I mean, you can't figure out how to keep your head down. Like keep your head. You can get one of those those contraptions where you put your, you know, your your, your, your there's a hook that goes around your your uh, your neck and around your or around your head and, and 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 up your crotch and you and that keeps your head down. Those things I used to see. I mean, like, oh my gosh, that is nothing to do with anything. I explained to him, I said, you know what? You know what's hitting the ball? I said, the golf club's hitting the ball. Your hands are holding on to the golf club. Your arms are attached to your hands. 
and your and your arms are extending out of your shoulders. What in the world difference does it make if your head goes up and down? First off, it's not correct to say keep your head down. It's correct to say keep your eye on the ball. What does that do? It helps your hand-eye coordination. Why do you need that hand-eye coordination? Because your swing is probably all over the place. And there's nothing automatic about a swing that's all over the place. But the fact is that people who are blind can play golf if someone just aims them, points them in the right direction. They can play golf. So even keeping your eye on the ball is not something necessary for hitting a golf ball. If your golf swing is correct, if it's somewhat correct, if it's it's on a planar angle that will hit the ball. But, But here's the thing. People don't lift their head up. They lift their body up. Their, their posture changes. It's not the neck joint that's lifting your head up. That's not the problem. The problem is that bend you have from your hips, that changes. And now, you gotta, now you've got, got a problem. But, but why would somebody lift up? Why would somebody lift up? They lift up for one of two reasons. They lift up because they're either getting ready to hit too much ground or they're getting ready to hit the ground in the wrong place. And if you hit the ground too far behind the ball, you're going to probably lift up. If you hit too much ground, you're probably going to lift up. That's why you lift up. And how do they lift up? They lift up with the posture change, not their head. Yes, their head comes up, but it's not the head that, that is the problem. Because if you kept your posture and lift your head up, it wouldn't matter. But you change your posture, and that, that lifts you up. But you're lifting it up because you have to. If you don't, you're going to smash the ground. And, and, and this is what people don't get about this particular, particular mistake. And, and I, I had this fellow explaining it to me. So where does your ball go? He said, well, it goes to the right. I said, have you seen my one-shot slice fix with performance golf? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you have, because if you golf, we follow you all over the internet. And I'm sure I'm popping up everywhere. What if I were to tell people, my, here's how you fix your slice. I, I, I tell people, I can fix your slice in one shot. I've had over 200,000 people who've had their slice fixed, and you do it in one shot. And you think I ever tell people, like, here's how you fix your slice. You just need to keep your head down. Like, seriously, what would that do? Your club is hitting the ball. You slice because your club face is open relative to the path of your swing. What is keeping your head down going to do? That's going to do nothing. 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 You have to fix the plane of your swing, the angle of your swing. And then, and then if you top the ball, you... Yes, you lift it up, but you could have lifted up with your posture. You could have lifted up by shortening your arms. You could have lifted up by straightening your legs. There's a lot of ways that you could lift up, but the head is not is not one of them. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television Today, here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture, and a little bit of Rappaport's reality the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. 
Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But so this this fellow's telling me all about it. And I said, you know, you, I said, you're a really good tennis player. I said, I watched you over there on the, on the tennis court today. I said, you know, you've got a great topspin forehand shot. He said, oh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I've been playing tennis my whole life. I said, that's a really important shot, isn't it, in tennis? I said, that's, that's like, like you have to have a topspin forehand shot if you're going to play tennis. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, said, I said, you know, I don't know. I don't really know about tennis. I said, I play pickleball. But, but I've studied it a little bit. And I said, you know, the, 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 one of the reasons you have to have that topspin shot is because that's a, that's a powerful shot. And that shot will get people back, get them back on the court. It's a powerful shot. So it, you can hit it past people before they can get to it. And it, it takes a big topspin bounce back there and it keeps them back on the court. And if you have the ability to do that, then you can hit a, a drop shot, a cut shot. But you have to have that top switch. You know, golf is the same way. You have, to, you have to be able to draw the ball from right to left, and then you can work your way, uh, you know, on your way to, to better golf. You're, you'll, you'll be a single-digit handicap if you can just putt and chip decent and you can draw the ball. It's really, it's really that simple. I mean, if you, if you draw the ball and you're not a single-digit handicap, then you're probably a terrible putter, a terrible chipper. You can't get out of a sand trap, or you you know you, you don't hit it anywhere. I mean, there, there's there's some other reason. But if you draw the ball, you should be on your way to being a single-digit handicap. I'll tell you, you at least hit it like a single-digit handicap if you just can draw the ball from right to left, right-handed player drawn from right to left. So anyway, I'm having this conversation. I tell you, I said, I said, you know, I, I don't, I don't know about tennis. I said, I don't, I don't, I don't coach. I, told, I am a golf coach, uh, but I do know this. I said, you, you know what the number one mistake is in tennis with people who can't hit a topspin shot? I said, it, it's, it's called, it's what they call laying the racket back. Well, guess what? That's the same thing that people do in golf. They take the club way back to the inside. It's too flat. It's too far across their body. And now they got to come over the top. And when you come over the top, if you close the face, okay, you are going to not even get the ball in the air. And you're going to pull it because you're swinging over the top to the left. So you open the face as you come through. Same thing would hold through in tennis. If you, if you go f- lay, lay the racket back and come down on top of that, you have to open the racket to get the ball over the net. And if you open the face of the racket, you're going to hit a cut shot. So what you want to do is you want that racket up, and then you want it to come under. And he started showing me. He says, yeah, you want to make this loop like this. I said, well, that's all you have to do with your golf swing. Do that, and then then let the face close before you get to the ball. I said it has nothing to do with keeping your, your your head down. I said it has everything to do with the face of the golf club and the path of your swing. That's what it has to do with. And then, like I think a light bulb went out off on his head. But when he goes out to try it, he won't get it. And the reason he won't get it 
is because he won't have exaggerated enough. He won't really have changed it enough. If you're not changing your ball flight, if you don't see a different ball flight, you haven't changed your swing. Try to make a change so big you can't believe it. And when you do, you will see a different ball flight. And if you see a different ball flight, then you're on your way to playing better golf. It's really, it's, it's, it's really that simple. You have, to, you have to be able to affect the change. So anyway, where I started off on this story was is that when we're using the uh, launch monitors, it, it gives you immediate feedback and tells you, hey, you didn't, you didn't do it enough. I could, I, I'm, I, I'm going to tell you you didn't do it enough, but you'll believe it when you see it with the, with the machine. So whatever you're trying to change in your swing, here's the moral of the story. Figure out what you're doing. Try to do the opposite. If you, if you get an opposite ball flight, you've done it too much. <laughs> it's really that simple. You haven't done it too much until you get an opposite ball flight. If you're hitting fat shots off the toe and slicing to the right and you overdo the correction, then you should be hitting it thin, uh, more towards the heel of the club, and it should be hooking too much. And if it's not doing any of those things, you definitely have not overdone anything. So just just remember that next time you go out to practice. All right, that was a little... uh, a little lesson for you today on how to get better at golf. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. If you need uh, a lesson on how to get better with the arthritis pain, get my Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. Just go to voodoopainrelief.com. It's 100% guaranteed, uh, although my return rate is like zero. I don't think we've had a return in, in, in two years. Uh, the product works so good, it's amazing. So voodoopainrelief.com. If you've got the arthritis pain or muscle soreness, joint pain, it will uh, definitely help you. Hope everybody has a great day. Hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app wherever you get your podcast. And uh, more golf advice coming soon on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.